Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Soul Diving Sunday Show, featuring transformational life coach Shelly Wizen and your hosts, Lisa and Nancy. Welcome, everybody. Today, we are going to embrace the adventure. We're going to face fears to move forward on dreams. Don't we like that? Especially in the new year, it's January, and... Um, you know, we start, you know, place, you know, hey, are we going to keep our resolutions? Did we make them? Do we believe in them? Um, but the one thing is you always start something, get excited. And then it's like, well, I can't do this. I don't know if I can do that. I have a little bit of fear of doing this. Am I good enough? Oh, isn't that the worst? Welcome, Shelly. Happy you. New Year. Thank you. You too. Thank you. for. I, yeah. Always I, I, great work in the world. Lisa. Well, you too. You're you're soul diving today. We like soul diving oh, yeah. Sundays, you know, but today we're literally going to talk about soul yeah. diving and getting rid of these fears because it, a, a lot of our fears, self-confidence, like, oh, I couldn't possibly do this or that. Well, definitely. They're beliefs that are steeped inside that may have arisen since childhood. And we just are so unconscious of where we rooted the belief that we just go based on thinking we can't do things because there's a belief in there or somebody told us as you know children that we can't, we're not capable. So we start believing that part rather than believing we are capable and we can. And then we fall back on, um, it's kind of like a, um, a default zone, a default button. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just conditioning. So I like to go in there, stir things up bring them to the surface. You know, we can use food as the analogy, which we've done. I've written a book about, you know, life is with a food analogy to it and things get stuck to the bottom of a pot. And so we have to scrape it sometimes to get Mm -hmm. it to the surface so it can come out. And, and the same, I use the analogy of scuba diving. That's where soul diving came from originally Mm -hmm. because there were some analogies that were similar. You know, you need to prepare when you go scuba diving, you need to prepare yourself with your oxygen tank, with your met, with every single piece of equipment that has to be in A1 impeccable order, right? Because you don't want to be futzing with your equipment when you're 30 feet under the water, even 30 feet under the water, because right. that's a life or death situation. So we want to make sure that we stay calm right? We stay calm down there. We have our center. We're grounded. We don't let fear overtake us because that is not a time for fear to overtake us. Mm-mm. No, no, it's not a time to do that. So yeah, yes. there are. Yeah. I think so. it's really also preparation. So you have to kind of know okay. what you're going in and you've got a great article on this and everyone it's linked from the show notes. You can find it on blend radio and tv.com. Um, but you talk about having those, you know, those friends having, you know, there's a trust thing that goes on too. Um, it's even yourself. You have to be your own best friend, right? To be able to get through things. Totally. Yeah. We, I think we underestimate the importance of the internal relationship between our soul and our human. And there is a relationship going on, our mind and our heart. That's Mm. kind of the human is the mind and soul is the heart. So the unseen place 
where we get our sense of love, our sense of joy. It's not, it's more of an intangible thing that you can't see. The mind helps us to manifest physically in the world. So Mm -hmm. we, I think we've had it reverse for so many years, Lisa, where we let the mind run the heart instead of the heart run the mind. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, the mind then becomes trainable. We train the mind, the soul. You introduce the mind to the soul. The soul design or someone's life purpose will now feed the mind to help the soul manifest what it wants to manifest through the human. Does that make any sense at all? Yeah, it's it's having a little party, yeah. <laughs> like meeting. You're, it's networking and meeting, introducing them to each other, yeah. and how they can work together and be yeah. beneficial. It's just like the remora fish and the shark. The shark needs go. a remora fish to hang out and, you know, clean him or her. And uh-huh. the remora fish gets fed. It's it's how nature works. It's symbiosis. Right. Uh, and one thing with that, I think about fear, too. Fear is a really important thing because it, it's a warning system for something that could. But our brains, for some reason, have gone into using fear when it's not a real danger zone. So we're actually faking ourselves out. Does that by any chance have to go with the same thing about how we're so, how we're programmed to be more negative than positive? Is this all the same kind of things going on? Is it the old brain, the reptile brain thing? What's, yeah, it's that old. I want to be the iguana. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we are wired for impending danger. So it's no wonder that we're more negative bent than we are positive bent because it used to be when, and I think we've talked about this before, it used to be when we were cave people that everybody was on high alert, high alert, high alert, pending danger, animal around the bend, ready to eat you. I mean, you know, high alert, high alert. Yeah. And we don't have that same kind of fear in our society. Maybe if we lived in Africa like you did and you're still living in the jungle and you're still living on the plains and you rely on wild animals for food and stuff like that. I mean, yes, you're going to be more on high alert there even today in different Mm -hmm. places of the world. But for the most part, people who are urbanized or live in cities and stuff like that, we're not waiting for the animal to come around the corner and eat us. So we make up fears to feed that instinct, to feed it, to, to keep us on high alert. It's like a stress level too. And we're filled when we are fearing something, cortisol is released. As I was saying, my belly is already imploding. Exactly. (laughs) Getting those extra pounds as we're talking. Right. (laughs) The cortisol is going here. Get fat. Get fat. Yes. (laughs) Because you want to stay safe. You want to stay safe. And so those are the kinds of things that we're either, we're either fighting something, you know, resisting Mm -hmm. something or we're hiding. Right. Because we don't want somebody to see us. Right. Right. Or we're fleeing. Oh, I mean, we're running away from something that we've made up in our mind. I mean, Don Miguel has a book. I know you know who he is. Mm. Uh, wrote The Four Agreements. Yeah, I love that. And the third agreement is don't make assumptions. 
And Mm -hmm. we make up stories in our own mind about people, about things, and then we react to the story Mm -hmm. we made up in the first place, doing a fact check or asking that person if what we're assuming or thinking is true. Yeah, you know what? A good example of this on the on the business side. I remember when I was in the music industry and uh, was selling musical organs, <laughs> not any other kinds. Uh-huh. And um, I remember, you know, the sales courses, and people would say, "Oh, well, the so and so is not going to buy this." Well, how do you know this? Oh, because they said that. They're like, "Well, isn't it up to that so and so, whoever it is?" Blanche. I don't know why the name Blanche comes to be. Maybe I watch the Golden Girls too much. But Blanche says yes, because Blanche says yes to a lot of things. She shouldn't. But but um, it is not up to us to dictate what someone else thinks or decides to do. And we do that a lot in life, whether it's in business, negotiations. You're trying to almost outsmart someone in that way, which that's not, that's not good business. I think being prepared and understanding clients and, and colleagues, very important. But to who do we think we are making up somebody else's mind? And that was one of those first big lessons for me was that yeah. you can't, don't tell, you don't know what's going on. You, yeah. We don't. We're not the one inside their mind and brain. Right, right. You know, it's better to be in curious. I always say, stay curious. Mm. And be genuinely interested in the other person and what's going on with them instead of assuming something that's going on with them. I mean, I had a friend call me and she said, do you have a moment to talk? And she usually doesn't say those things. So I'm, I mean, I was wondering if she was okay. Mm. So I, I said, and she said, do you have a few minutes? And I said, yes, because I could tell that something was going on with her. And mm-hmm. I, I did assume that something was going on with her, but that assumption was right. But I checked in with her to see, are you okay? Mm-hmm. What's going on? What's happening? Yeah. And she gave me the best compliment I think anybody could ever have given me. She said, you know, I'm sitting here crying. I'm crying because I'm upset and I may be evicted and this and that and whatever, whatever. Aww. I couldn't think of anybody, anybody who who I would want to call and and who would hold the space for me to cry on the phone but you. Oh. And it I said, "Oh my god, that is, you know, I'm so glad I feel safe in my mm-hmm. arms even though we're on the phone." Right. You feel safe enough to be able to just cry your beautiful eyes out while I'm just holding the space for you to process that. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, when we get afraid of something and fear drives a lot of those doubts Mm -hmm. that come up. We talk, um, I use the the scuba diving as an analogy or soul diving because doubts are kind of buried. They're buried Mm -hmm. under the sea. They're buried underneath things and they seep through every now and then. And then they start chattering away and eating away at our self-esteem, eating away at our confidence level. Because that ego mind that wants to be right, that also wants to protect, protect, but wants to be right to keep you safe. And But then when you do something and you get hurt, the ego gets to say, I told you not to do that. I told you not to say, I told you. 
I'm right. I don't like, I don't like the I told you's. Exactly. Mm-mm. Exactly. No. I don't do well when I feel scolded, even from myself. Yeah. Fully from that, myself. That's, I was going to say, that's the worst. And so when you go through something like that, I mean, to me, it's getting to that place, which is difficult depending on the situation, right? But almost right. just, you've got to trust yourself that you, I mean, I'm going to use this as a, not necessarily the best example, but, um, in the next week, we're going to be driving eight hours through what I know to be insane snow weather, mm-hmm. dangerous, probably shouldn't do it, mm. but it's part of what we have to do. And, and it's, you know, you could either get fearful or you could not go, right? Which I don't want to let people, there's a whole bunch of reasons why I should. And I've done this before. So I have to say to myself, well, you either don't do it because there is a safe, uh, you know, there is a safety risk. Um, but you know, all these other things are going to snow- snowball <laughs> if I don't. Mm-hmm. And so you can always say no if it is true danger. Mm-hmm. You have those turn, but I am going, I have driven on ice for, for, you know, I've, I've driven on ice. I've driven in snow. I've driven in hurricanes. I've driven through tornadoes. I've driven through insane stuff. So I have to just trust that I'll get there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you, you bring up a really good point because one of the first ways to face a fear is to acknowledge it, to acknowledge that it's there and not judge it and make ourselves wrong for having it in the first place. It's okay. We all, as I said, we're all wired for impending danger. So we are all ready for something to negative to happen. Mm. And fear is uh, is that emotion of the what if something terrible happens. Mm. That's what if something, the what if game, but it's the what if something terrible happens. And so we fear that something terrible is going to happen because we're implanting that idea. Well, what if mm-hmm. something terrible happens? And then the, again, the ego can say, see, I told you not to go Mm-mm. after that. I told yeah. you not to do and not to try out for that because you're just going to get hurt. I told you this, I told you that. It's like we have a peanut gallery sitting in our head. We do. We definitely do. We definitely do. Wow. Well, I'm just going to eat more peanuts then. I'm going to like chew go. them down. Well, the no, that, yeah. Well, but it, it is interesting about that. The I told you so is the egos because you do need a little bit of ego to get past fear as well, right? Definitely. Ego's not, we don't want to get rid of the ego, right? Because ego is what gets us up in the morning. It dresses us. It puts clothes on. It brushes our teeth. It, you know, there's a vanity, a sense of vanity in the ego. And so as a human being, we want to take pride in being a human being and what we do. So the ego can be a friend, but when you have the heart in charge instead of the mind, then the ego can help us, can be our ally instead of, um, you know, uh, not, I don't want to say enemy, but instead of a adversary. The thorn know. in our side. The thorn in our side. Yeah. yeah. The, it, that It's that uh, voice of doubt, that voice mm-hmm. of self-doubt, that mm-hmm. voice of, of uh, not help helping us to get through those fears mm-hmm. so that we can get beyond those things because it keeps us small 
and in keeping us small, it keeps us, so to speak, safe. Mm. But then so, we don't yeah. venture out. Going through something. So you have a dream, a vision of what you want to do this year, right? Mm-hmm. 2024. There's a lot of change going on in the world. There's mm-hmm. change in careers, people starting businesses that didn't think they were going to do it. And then they start a business and it's like, holy cow, now what? Or yeah. maybe a relationship, ending a relationship, whatever yeah. it is, starting one. Um, there's all these changes going on, people moving, um, just a lot. When you go through these things and you want to follow your dreams of what you want to do, do you think journaling will help to go and recognize the fear and go, okay, what is the worst that can happen? Let's go through it. Let's face mm-hmm. the fear. Mm-hmm. You know, hug the monster in the room mm-hmm. and then look at it logically and go, oh, well, that's just, you know, that mm-hmm. voice. That's the ego. Like kind of pinpoint what the character is in, in your head saying, you know, the fears to figure out who's telling the truth. I mean, because there may be real reason to be fearful. Yeah. But then you can make a plan to defeat that fear or defeat whatever stands in your way any obstacles obstacles are important Mm -hmm. and yes we're allowed to fall down you talk about that failure we are allowed to make mistakes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean i don't recall who said it but somebody i think it might have been einstein i'm not really sure but he said there is no such thing as failure there's only feedback Mm. every time we do something we learn from it i mean it took Thomas Edison, a thousand tries mm-hmm. to create the light bulb, to invent the light bulb, to get that light bulb to work. That's amazing. A thousand times before it worked. And and remember J.K. Rowling, it took her years. I think she was even homeless or started riding on a bus. I mean, the story is pretty uh, amazing. And it took her so many rejections until Harry Potter became this unbelievable phenomenon. So we don't really know what's important. I know even for me, I mean, I'm um, doing a new endeavor with a partner and, you know, there's a lot of unknown. But to me, being human means we get to dive into the unknown. That's cool. The That's the adventure. Yeah the adventure and that is the mystery and that is the journey of being human we i believe that we're spiritual beings having a human experience mm-hmm. and it's the human part that's the bumpy ride so it's the human part that hesitates the soul part the spirit part of us the energy part of us that knows no bounds because there's no bounds mm-hmm. right we think we're solid, but we're really not. We're just all, you know, full of space. And well, I was going to say, I used to have like a solid, you know, tummy, but you know, ah, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I got softer in my middle age. I know, me too. A little squishy there. I know, yeah. <laughs> a little squishy. I know, but um, yeah. So I think when we're kind and gentle, and what if? We played the what if game right the other way and said, oh, my God, what if I do this and something absolutely wonderful happens? Oh, see, now that is that to me is very exciting. So when you're having these what ifs in the positive mode, 
what about manifestation, right? If we dwell on the fear part and the negative, are we not almost manifesting the icky stuff versus the fun stuff that may have a few lessons to, you know, and obstacles to learn from on the road? Yeah. But if we're stuck in this negative thing, are we almost pushing ourselves into a place where things won't work? Not because almost. we're doing that. Not almost. Uh-uh. Like doing this, pushing. Yeah, yeah. I or, know. Because what happens in the, why is that? Why is that phenomenon? Because we are made up of frequency and waves and particles. Mm-hmm. That's what we are. And when we exude a certain frequency from a thought that we think, there's an energetic vibration that emits from our bodies, that emits from our being. And if we're constantly complaining, or I'm this and I'm that, and it's all negative bent, then the universe will give you exactly what it is you say you are. I want to be Cindy Crawford. There you go. And and the key, I think one of the keys to manifesting is to imagine it already happening. Mm, already. I love that. And then feel the excitement, mm-hmm. yummy, delicious part of it that makes you feel excited about the thing already happening. It's and cool. then our frequency changes, our vibration changes, and then it goes out to the universe as if it's already done. And really the mind doesn't know the difference of the truth or the, not the truth. Right. Or not to tell the truth. What it knows is the vibration and the frequency of the thought. And it's like you were talking about before, when we go on that negative bent, we actually negotiate ourselves out before we even give ourselves a chance. See, I don't like that. I don't like that either. I did That's that not- when I was 13. I think I shared that with you and it really it has impacted me and and every turn I make I I am faced with not following through with something a producer wanted me to sing. He gave me this cassette. I met this radio. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Gave me this cassette and he said, go learn this song and come back. And I didn't do it. Mm. 13 years old, I didn't do it. And I had a pretty good voice, but I thought it wasn't good enough. Mm. And that he would reject me. So why would I wait for him to reject me? I could reject myself first. Yeah. And I have a client who this is one of the things he's grappling with is he said, you know, with the woman, he puts himself down to be deprecating so that it saves him the pain of her putting him down. No, no, no. That's not a fun way to live. And nobody wants that in a relationship. I don't want someone who's cruel to themselves. Right. Or put themselves down because. It's, it's, it's wonk. Yeah. It's, that doesn't make a good give and take because no, cause then things get, yeah, because patterns repeat, mm-hmm. patterns repeat and mm-hmm. cycles until you stop the madness. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that you're saying I like the positive because I want the excitement mm-hmm. and relationships want that mm-hmm. the excitement. 
Mm-hmm. This is what could be okay. Well, together we can do this. We can, we can face challenges. So mm-hmm. you really have to have a relationship with yourself, but I do want to go back to the journaling. Is that something you would recommend people do? Oh, with definitely. Paper and definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, I've had this one client given him homework of journaling different questions to ask himself. And at first, I mean, he said he didn't realize how powerful it was to go back and see what he had done. Or like I asked him all the different ways that people have attacked him in his life. Oh, it's a very strong exercise. And what were the beliefs around when he grew up and when we can actually start to identify beliefs that are Mm -hmm. limiting, that are holding us back, that, that, that do limit our ability to think that we can go beyond what we believe. I mean, sometimes we have a belief. It's like an elephant chained to a log, you know, and they're chained to the log, like in a circus or something for so many years that they don't need the log anymore. They don't even need the chain. They don't move because they're conditioned not to yeah. move. I mean, some I in circuses, they've died because they won't move, even if there's a yeah. fire. Yeah. So it's all in the conditioning. And it's mm. all in the love that we bring to the consciousness of our lives. Because when we're more loving and when we bring that sense of love into what we're doing, those thoughts seem to kind of melt away. Mm. Not as powerful. They don't have a stronghold on us, and we we are able to. Um, it's like swimming down into the water, and you're just gliding. Mm. When you're scuba diving, your hands are by your side like this, and you're just flipping your your fins, and you're very gentle, shallow breathing. And you're just gliding through the water. Mm. If you made more effort and kicked up your legs, blah, 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 a lot of sand and, and mud would come from the bottom and you wouldn't be able to see clear. Right. So when we are fearful of something, it's important to face those fears, identify them, and then identify where the beliefs around the fears come from. When, okay. like, when you were a kid, when do you, when do you, when do you remember or do what? Yeah, I, I'm not saying this properly. What was the time that you remembered when you first believed it? Yeah. When did that first belief appear? What happened? Was it imposed upon you by your parents? Them telling you you're not enough. Them telling you you can't do it. Them telling you you're a dreamer. Forget it be practical. And a lot of fears are, are housed in practicality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we justify not doing something out of that practicality because we're afraid to, but we don't call it that. We just say we're practical. You can't dream mm. this and go off and do that. You know, it's more practical to do this. And then they use that word that, you know, I don't like to use, which is word and and then get them into a into a a state that's not healthy that just feeds the fear and feeds the inadequacy 
You know, there's, I think it's George Washington Carver. I was just actually looking at quotes from him today. And I think he's one of the most revolutionary educators and scientists in, in the world. You know, right. um, he, yeah. he, he was a peanut farmer who told people what, you know, we can make all these different things, not just do the one, we're one track minded, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, and I'm not going to be 100% on it because it's not in front of me, but it was, if you do common things in an uncommon way, it, they're going to be so much bigger, basically, than what you even dreamed. It, it, you know, don't basically house yourself in that glass house of, of practicality because that's right. when you limit. Right. You know, we don't want to be limited in, in what we do. And when you have all the, the negative things that the shoulda, woulda, coulda stuff that you don't like, the garbage words, then if you're calm with yourself and you've done your work, you know, go through these exercises that you're talking about and go get people to help like you, you know, helping people transform themselves, transform their lives so they can transcend and follow their dreams and make dreams reality. Then you have that way of not letting other people tell you what to do. You don't give this away. No, 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 no. This no. remote control over our own sense of well-being. And we often, so often, because we're afraid to either speak up or afraid to take mm-hmm. responsibility or we're afraid to own our part in what we do. And so instead of that, we give this to somebody else to take control over our sense of well-being. Mm-hmm. And then we get to blame them for making us feel like shit and yeah. make feel awful about ourselves because we gave them the responsibility yep. instead of keeping the responsibility, owning whatever it is that goes yep. on in us, you know, our fears, our anxieties, our, our resistances, whatever, as much as we have those, we also have the other, we have the, the excitement, we have the inspiration, we have the kindness, we have the dreaming, we have the imagination. I mean, we cannot live without our mind, we cannot live without our imagination. Our imagination is actually the co-creation center with the universe. I love it. You know? I, co-creation is one of my favorite words. Me too. That's what the arts, you know, you talk about music, whenever you listen yeah. to a song, you're co-creating an experience with that totally. song. Once a musician has let it go, totally. you know, they let a song go. Once it's out in the world, it's out in the world and, and yeah. people enjoy it in different ways. Yeah. There's a freedom to that. And I feel like that's something, you know, it's like when you said like when you dive and it's nice and clear, you're in the flow, you're in that zone. Yeah. And yeah. you can see different things and, and be wowed you know, by underwater, like here's this coral and here's, you know, this beautiful angelfish, you know, you can see things and have excitement when you're in that flow. So there's a thing of letting go that I, I love the let go, just let go. Yeah. Get on with it. (laughs) Because if you're, if you're fear stricken and you're under the water, you're not going to see those beautiful things. No, you're going to panic. You're going to just do, you're going to focus on not panicking right? Yeah. Focus on not panicking. So you're not going to see almost anything. You're going to be so super sensitive to your body. You're going to be insular. You're going to be like, okay, just breathe shallow, Mm -hmm. breathe shallow. Okay. Just kick your feet just a little bit. Just move over here. Just move over here. And you're not even going to be able to see the beauty like you see behind you in your, Mm -hmm. your Mm -hmm. screen of the fish of the, the, the 
plants, of everything underneath the water that's so yeah. mysterious and so fabulous and so interesting. Mm. So um, it, it's important to, I don't, did you watch the Golden Bachelor wedding last night? No. Oh, it's just wonderful. I highly recommend it. I mean, I don't know if you watched it at all, but it was, is, they, they deepened the quality of their show by having somebody 72 years old look for love and going out with 22 women from the ages of 60 to 70, whatever it was. And um, I must say it, it reinvigorated love and it reinvigorated the idea that you can find love in a very short period of time if you allow and let go. Oh, that's what it. That's true. And yeah. allow and find this friend for life that you can be yourself with, hold mm. the space for them to be themselves and be humans together, human to human, not mm. just a role but a true friend for life that you feel safe with, that you can laugh with, that you can say, oh my God, I feel a judgment coming on. And I, what do I, you know, I mean, to own it, to really own what mm. we're experiencing as humans and not judge our own self for even having the feeling in the first place. Right, right. When Ooh. you scuba dive, you do, you must have a buddy. You can't scuba dive without a buddy. It's no, you can't. No, that's that. a no, no. I mean, that's the same thing. Like, you know, you know, as we travel and, and um, we travel full time, as as you all know, and we'll be in a place where hey, you got to stop at a rest area. It's two in the morning. Well, you do not go into a rest area, bathroom, a gas station, bathroom. I don't care. Restaurant. You don't go. You as women, you take your buddy with you. You always right. take your buddy with you. And, that's and right. you know, we've done so many shows, even like spring break. We did shows that still our top listen shows are about spring break and what happens to girls wow. and we had an fbi retired fbi uh investigator come on our show and just buddy the buddy the buddy system will save you every time the buddy system you know right. watch over your drinks watch over do not go to the rest area with or restroom without your buddy do right. not get in a car without your buddy do right. not everything is whatever you're going to do you take your buddy Right. And I think, you know, I, I remember growing up with my friends and you you did not let go of each other. Right. That's you right. Know? Exactly. That's exactly. And that's that's what you need in life, too. You know, you can't do this so much, you know, curl yourself up and you you cannot get through anything in life just on your own. It I don't believe that. It does take a village to raise a human being. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's not just we're ju- we're not islands. We're not meant to be islands unto ourselves. Mm hmm. We are meant to be social. We're social creatures and we need each other to survive and we need each other to thrive. And we get to have that gift of each other, especially when we come to the table with bringing joy and bringing love and bringing Mm -hmm. kindness and bringing compassion and bringing those things into the mix instead of bitterness, resentment, regret anger, jealousy, envy. I mean, we could go on and on. What's the good in that? Where we'll never, never feel good about our own life if we bring those 
elements to the table. It That's just right. it won't happen that way. Wow. So well, we don't want that. We do not want that. We want to have fun. You can't have a party with yourself. I mean, you can't. You can have your own party and you can take, you can have your self days, which I think are very important. Right. Um, But really, you know, it does take a village. It does take your friends. It does take family. It does. And all the negative experiences, like you were talking about people being, you can't, you shouldn't, all that. Yeah. Again, once you're strong with your core, you can kind of laugh it off and say, well, that, you know, good. Thank you for your opinion. Right. Move on. You know, right. so I think I think that is huge advice because part of that are don't tell people you already know are going. If you have something that you want to do, you really want to do it, and you you know typically, oh, I'm going to tell so and so, so and so, because they'll tell me the truth. You already know. If you already know that they're going to be negative, don't tell them. Exactly. <laughs> be very careful who you share your dreams with, and mm-hmm. I equate it to a raw egg. And if you have a raw egg in your hand and it's your dream and you give it to somebody to hold for you and that somebody may not be a very safe place for you to share, they can go like this and that egg and that dream will just be broken in a split second. Mm -hmm. You know, the devil's advocate people make me mad. Yeah. I don't like it. I'm the voice of truth. I'll tell you the the voice of reason. Reason. I mean, you know, what, what does that mean? So you still can say things in a kind and loving way, even if you see something. But mm. sometimes people feel they have to be brutal in order to have this voice of reason, truth, or whatever. I mean, I don't believe that. I don't believe mm. that we need to scold anybody for anything they're feeling. And everything is a learning opportunity, a teaching moment for ourselves and with each other. And man, I don't, I feel so blessed that I have my friends for life that Mm. I know that if I call and I'm crying, I can call and cry to them. Mm. And, or am I stricken with fear sometimes? Mm. We, I mean, we're not without it. It's not like a bad thing, but it's when we let that thing run us and make that thing more important than the dreams or the love or the joy that we really want to experience in our life. We put pride and anger as more important values than we do love. Exactly. Exactly. You know, uh, in closing out, a friend of ours takes people up um, on major hikes, mountain climbing and all of that up in Yosemite. And he says, it drives it because, you know, Nancy and I like to go around with champagne in parks, right. you know, don't right. tell the park right. rangers. And we're, I mean, it's about celebrating that experience. Well, he says, you know, so many people do like they'll climb like half dome and things like that, get to the top and go or El Capitan or, you know, any of these big things. And here they get to the top and out comes the granola bar. And he looks at him like, you just, you know, you pushed yourself you should have enjoyed the experience pushing yourself up there. And you've done this hiking. I know you did the mountain climbing. But when you get to the top, have that cold piece of pizza from last night that you really enjoyed. Enjoy it, too. Right, so you right. go for your dreams. Enjoy the process. Right. No matter what. And you can stop. It may not make it on the specific date and time or whatever. Right. Keep going. And then celebrate. And right. then you can get to do it again and get 
bigger and better or whatever you want to do with it. Right. Because success, you've got to enjoy your successes. And I think that's part of it. We don't actually celebrate our successes or we're so celebrating things without really, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, let's put value to it. So yeah. I think that's important. To- we don't even celebrate our feeling better. Yeah. I mean, even if it's not the ultimate success of what we're going after. Yeah. How about progress towards that? Mm-hmm. How about effort we're making towards that? How about the feeling we have of feeling better? When I ask my client before and after, you know, they have whatever they have going on. And then at the end of our session, I'll say, well, how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. And if I hear I feel better, to me, that's a win. It's a hallelujah there. That is a hallelujah. Amen. Because mm-hmm. feeling better leads to feeling better. And feeling better means you were over there and now mm-hmm. you're here feeling better, mm-hmm. which you have new chemicals running through your body rather than the all and the adrenaline. You've got, you know, oxygen bubbles. Got, right. Serotonin, <laughs> got all those yeah. bubble chemicals running through your body. And then our body gets familiar with that because the body gets addicted to the chemicals based on the thoughts that we think. Mm, I love this. I love this. It's about really, it changes the world. Those kinds of actions because of the ripple effect. And I love that every time we talk, I always think about that. Like, you know, maybe people won't like, you know, road rage will stop a little bit, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, you're in LA area. You want road rage to end. Come on. It's like, all right. I screwed you know up. I, Oops. I don't know what I mean? really pay attention to any of that. I see mm-hmm. it, but yeah. I'm not really bought into, oh, he cut me off. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, then we do it inadvertently. It's not like on purpose. Oh, let's cut this guy off or yeah. let's cut me off. It's just an accident. It's, it's a mistake. It's, it's a, you know, over compensating for driving a certain way. I mean, I, Here's it's like no it drama, is. no drama allowed. No drama. Follow your dreams without any drama. I love it. Everyone, ShellyWizen.com is the website to go to. Again, her article link is in the show notes. It is always a joy. Shelly, thank you so much. I thank love soul diving every you. first Sunday with you. It's fun. Yes. I wonder where we're going to next. I, I don't know. We'll find I out. I have an idea. I have an idea. So everyone okay. stay tuned for next time. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you, Lisa. It's always you, fun. Shelley. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Big Blend Radio's Soul Diving Sunday show featuring transformational life coach Shelly Wizen. Follow Shelly at ShellyWizen.com. Follow us at BigBlendRadio.com.